This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue: questions. Hi, everybody. Today's podcast is a Lynn Quickie number two. We already had one, so this is number two. And we're going to do a little Q and A where I answer some of your great questions. Now, this is Lynn advice. My answers are my projection, my own experience. It's all we can ever give. So, it's not necessarily fact, but it's what has worked for me. Okay, question number one, dear Lynn. After you have all the good information in your head, how do you push through discouragement or a bad mood? This happens to me every day. I listen to inspiring podcasts every morning. Good, I hope you're listening to mine. But by the time I get to work, I'm angry and discouraged. Help. Hmm. Okay, here's your answer. The best way to push through discouragement or a bad mood is to accept it. There's an old saying that goes, "What you resist persists." Meaning what we don't look at or what we don't accept just stays around. But of course, you can't accept anything unless you're even aware of it because sometimes you don't even know you're not accepting it. I call this the healing recipe. Okay, so here's the process of what you should do the next time you're feeling angry or discouraged. This is the healing recipe. Number 1, become aware. Become aware that you're even feeling angry. When you catch yourself feeling anger, catch it. It's like um and catching a fish with a net. So feel that anger. Like really feel it. This is the part where you don't resist. I always try to skip this part because I'm always like, I'm going to schedule feeling, being aware, and feeling that feeling. But you can't schedule it. You have to just feel it. I mean, I guess you can schedule it, but it's best if you feel it in the moment. So number one, become aware. Become aware that you're feeling angry. Oh, I'm feeling angry. Catch yourself feeling it, and actually, don't think it. Feel it in your body. Number two. Accept the anger. Say to yourself out loud. I like saying it out loud. It helps me so much. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling angry. <laughs> It's more like it. I'm watching myself feel angry at this, at that. You know. So stay with this step, even though it's very painful. Express how you feel by saying how you feel, or by crying, or screaming in a pillow. Whatever you need to do to get it out. I love going in my car and plugging my ears and screaming my head out. Usually, screaming turns to crying. But that's okay. This is really important because by expressing it, you're allowing it to move. You're not resisting it. Number three, release the feeling. This can happen in a holy instant, as the Course in Miracles often says,、um, or it can take a lifetime to release the feeling. It, it's okay either way. But by going through step one, accepting the feeling, and step two, expressing the feeling, you've loosened things up inside to allow yourself. To release the feeling, or more likely the pain, and that makes way for healing. Now, if you're like me and you want to know why you're happy in the morning, listening to all your positive stuff and your great podcasts, and then you find yourself suddenly sad on your way to work or angry, it's because something inside of you got triggered somehow. Eckhart Tolle calls it the pain body. Others call it the ego, or maybe even a theris- therapist might say that that's your wounded child in you. You know, from your childhood. Whatever you call it, it got triggered. I call it my ego, and my ego definitely does not want me to feel good. It kind of waits in the corner, salivating until I'm not focused on positive and all those positive affirmations and podcasts. And it might say to you. What are you thinking with all this positive stuff? You're never going to get what you want. So when that happens, go through the healing process. Number one, become aware of what you're feeling. Number two, accept what you're feeling by feeling it. 
And number three, release it. Good luck. It's taken me forever to practice this. And I still, I still don't have it down. So don't worry if, you know, you have to do this, you know, over and over and over and over for years and years, or you could learn it in a holy instant. But the fact that you're even aware that you want to learn this means that something's moving. So don't get discouraged. Question. Okay. I love this question. I am the translator and the go-between for my sons and their father. I try to protect and fix their relationship. How much should I interfere or referee? Ooh, answer. You shouldn't. Now, I love this question because I'm quite experienced in this field because I am a recovering fixer. It's taken me a long time to realize I can only fix myself. Wow, what a revelation. Ding, ding, ding. This is one of the things I used to do very well in my now former marriage. Freshly former marriage, like four days. My husband would be harsh, let's say, for example, I thought on the kids, um, my judgment, and I would then guide him, for example, into another room and tell him how he should talk to the children so they could all communicate better and have better relationships and blah, 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 blah. I thought I was protecting the kids from maybe getting their feelings hurt. But what I was really doing, what was really happening, I was doing two things. I was demeaning him as a parent by implying that he needed to be fixed. Number two, I was interfering in my children's relationship with their father and, you know, maybe, you know, cutting off something that they needed to go through. Why was I doing this? Because of fear, my old fear from my childhood. It's like an old coping mechanism that we learn as kids. It worked then, doesn't work now. You know, I got my feelings are plenty during childhood. So when I would see a situation or chaos between my kids and their dad, I would go into reaction to when I was eight years old and I was in the middle of chaos at home. And the adult in me would interfere with my husband and kids trying to fix the outer world by changing my husband or my kids so I could feel better instead of fixing the inner myself to heal. So maybe the same thing is happening to you. My advice to you is to realize you don't need to protect your children from anything other than abuse, because that's a different story. What you need to do is work on yourself, heal yourself. You do this by looking at what's under your own need to fix them. It might be that, you know, you feel responsible for everybody's feelings. You know, it might be your own coping mechanism you learned as a child. Uh, you might feel guilty that somebody's unhappy. So on some level, maybe not conscious, you might think that it's your fault and that you have to fix it. So once you get clear on the underlying issue, your issue, you can own it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling chaotic. You could say in the moment, I'm feeling sad. I need to leave the situation and go in the bathroom, take a deep breath and ask myself what's going on with me. Expressing it is a great thing, especially in front of your family. And then you can practice letting it go. It's not easy, but once you actually get that this is really your issue, that you're uncomfortable with fighting or chaos, then you can work on you and practice letting it go. Okay, question. How can I be positive and not fall into the negative like everyone else does? (laughs) That's a good one. Answer. Okay. This is great because again, it's always about us. You said, how can I be positive and not fall into the negative like everybody else? Okay. What we don't like in others, we have in ourselves. That's like a really, really huge 
thing to get, even though it seems simple. But once you get it, it can literally shift you and change your life. What we don't like in others, we have in ourselves on some level. So if you're going about your day committed to being positive and you're saying all these positive things and then you run into somebody at work maybe and you notice they're being negative, you just need to observe. Observe yourself. Observe and notice yourself noticing this other person's negativity. Tell yourself, ah, I'm noticing myself notice this person's negativity. Or, oh, I'm, I'm observing myself judging this person's negativity. Obviously, you don't have to say it out loud because that'd be weird and you get mixed up in somebody else's stuff. So you just say to yourself, I'm noticing myself, notice this other person's negativity. Ooh, now I'm judging that person, how nasty they are. Okay, so the fact that you're noticing the negativity just means that this person is bringing up a little negativity inside of you. But that's okay because you're just observing this. And because you're observing this, you're not the one who's like, enthralled in it. You didn't get sucked into the negativity. It didn't become you. That's also referred to, I think Wayne Dyer talks about this. Oh, he has a book called The Gap, the space between the reaction and the observer. Bottom line, don't resist negativity. Use it to help you grow towards self-awareness. And you do that by noticing, by becoming the observer. And that's it. You don't have to fix anything else. For a long time, I thought, well, then what do I do? Just watch it. And as you watch it, it dissipates. It lessens. Great questions, everybody. Thank you so much. Email me your questions to adviceforlifewithlynn.com. And we are going to do this again. I promise. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about. <laughs>